Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And Tim Vickery is over in the UK, so we got him in the studio. And uh, we discussed a film that Andy and I saw last night about Diego Maradona, a new documentary. Yeah, you hear all about that. Our bits, which were much and varied today, weren't they? Yeah. Basically. We had a couple of dropouts. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. There were three. Yeah, it's... I think we had, we had, you know, we, we got through some ground with jousting and... And various things. Okay, uh, here it all is. I've got some very bad news for Arsenal fans, actually. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah. I've done some research, and it turns out that both Aubameyang and Lacazette are half Armenian. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't know. They may not be able to go. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah, no. yes, it's your wishful thinking, isn't <laughs> They're it? They're not, are they? <laughs> That'd be quite interesting, wouldn't mm. it, to... Uh, if Jim and Simon and the gang are going to go and watch the uh, final in the um, Azerbaijan embassy. But yeah. a very un- well, and, I mean, the, I, and the point of that is? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, so, I'm I imagine there'll be... I'm, what will the atmosphere be like? I Neutral. Mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I really, you're, you're going to be the sitting there myself. watching yeah. the game with people that have got... They're only interested, really, in how it's being... Put on, and they'll be saying, "Oh, the stadium looks good tonight, doesn't it?" Yeah, and they'll be singing, you know, one nil two the stadium. They'll be doing all that. <laughs> yeah. They don't care about the team. Yeah, they won't. Have you, um, have you ever watched? Let's ask the listeners watching a game of football on TV, not not in in the flesh, but in unusual circumstances like that. I mean, it'd be a talking point. Jim would always be able to say, "Oh yeah, I remember watching that uh, Europa League final." Yeah, in the Azerbaijan embassy. So well, it might. Yeah, <clears throat> let us know this afternoon if you've watched the game of football in very very unusual and unlikely circumstances anywhere around the world. Uh, let us know, see if you can uh, match that uh, along with... Imagine the embassy stuff be a bit flat, on it, really? Be a bit I think flat. the whole thing will be, really. Like yeah. you say, they'll be very excited at the pre-match sort of, you know... They'll put on a good spread. Yeah. It'll be a good spread. Yes, exactly. But once the game starts, they'll all be like... They'll be like John was during the Chelsea-Barcelona game last year. They'll yeah. be Googling bits about Azerbaijani teams and all Disinterested. This. Disinterested. Yeah. They'll turn their back on the screen. They will. You never quite forgave him for that. Now hey, they, oh, yeah, on. carry on. No, that's right. they've, they've done a table. The Times did a table this morning of managerial the Times payoffs. table? Yes. Yeah. Uh, after Conte, Antonio Conte got his nine million quid, which I think yeah. is fair enough, really. Now, yes, you, you, should, you do think, we'll come back to this, but you think he was, you know, he was due that money. And yeah. you, you don't have a problem with him getting it. Well, why should he be? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What, and I can't see what he did wrong, really. You know, all that stuff about uh, Costa and everything, that was just... Uh, 
deception. Smokescreen, yeah. Smokescreen, yeah. Mm. It's just, you know, he, he did a good job for Chelsea. He fell out with them. They fell out with him. He didn't want him there to pay him off. So yeah. that was nine million to him. Um, Roberto Di Matteo, 10.7 million. Andre Villas Boas, 12 million. But the one I love the best, Luis Philippe Scolari, 12.6 million. He was only there for about three months. Is that much he got? <coughs> yeah. Wow, we. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's like winning the lottery. They should, they should appoint yeah. Mikey Carroll. <laughs> You can do the money now. Mikey Carroll. Yeah, the, Get the Chelsea former job. lotto lout. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only not, in the words of only the tabloids. In the words of the not in my words. Poor I don't, bloke. I don't know well, the fellow. He did stock car race around his garden and drive <laughs> the neighbours mad. But poor bloke, really, then, mm. forever. I mean, you know, he may be in a seminary now. He may be, I don't know, he may be in a Benedictine well, monastery. I don't know what he does now. Do you, think, do you think they call him lotto lout? He can't shake it off, can he? Well, poor fella. Poor fella. Yeah. Still, he did win nine million and... Was it nine minutes? Well, it was his money. Do money. what he liked with Oh, yeah. So, now, we spoke to Gareth Batty at lunch yesterday did, during yeah. the uh, Surrey-Kent game, and uh, he was saying, oh, it's a bit tricky this afternoon. It's 110 for no wicket. You know, they're looking well set. Anyway, nearly got a hat-trick. Yeah. He got uh, three oh. for 49 in, but, uh, yeah. So that's well, good luck. We should get him on well, most days, shouldn't we? Maybe he to come on every day if he's yeah. a superstitious sportsman. We've got nothing. Hello, men. We've got nothing to say today, Gareth. <laughs> we really just got you on so you can get some wickets. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well done to uh, President Trump supporter Blake Marnell, who wore the brick. Have you seen the wall suit? He wore a suit, basically. A, a suit which is a wall. Mm. That's basically, yeah, it was basically a brick wall suit and make make America great uh, hat combo. Yeah, and uh, even Lewis Hamilton would have balked at that outfit. The That's brick, really the brick suit is it? impressive. I mean, he's he, that. The thing is, you're going to get use out of that if you're in a Midsummer Night's Dream. You think <laughs> right. that would be perfect, wouldn't it? I mean, you yeah. could play the part and you could put the suit on. It That's probably good, where he got it? it from. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, well done to him. Um, there we are. A little bit of culture for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Jacobs here on Talksport. Don't like hearing Mido say that's worrying me. He's, oh, he's, he's saying the same thing. He doesn't thing. know anything about anything. What does he know? Oh, Mido knows everything. He you must doesn't. know. Have you not seen that all over posters all over <laughs> Egypt? All over Egypt, Kyra. Mido. I mean, he, oh, he's big in Egypt. Well, he's big everywhere. Let's be honest. But he's <laughs> you know. uh, he's not as big as he was. But um, Poch is clever. It suits him to let these things. <laughs> Percolate. Uh, do you think he sent Mido out to, to kind of say stuff? No, but, you know, he, he, he's quite happy for him to speculate. He's quite happy for people to yeah. speculate. Do you think he sits there with his assistant saying, what we really need now, boys, is a Mido whispering campaign on TalkSport? <laughs> no, he, what he does think is, I want Daniel Levy to support me, and if he doesn't, I will go. And, and one way of putting pressure on him is to make him think I am going. Okay. Do you, um, Mido, huge, of course, in, in Egypt, and to the point where his wedding was uh, televised live. On Egyptian, no, no, yeah, Egyptian telly. Yeah, yeah. Would you have watched it? If it was no. On? Not if Neighbours was on the other side. Well, no, you know. Yeah. I, I quite like the royal wedding, and if I was Egyptian, I'm sure I would have met, I would have watched it, but as I'm not. Uh, <laughs> okay. If he didn't play for Chelsea. Wouldn't have held the interest. Yeah. Been quite a buffet, I would imagine. But oh, no, yeah. as I say, things have changed. Um, we, we, you're telling us because uh, Jim White and the gang might be going off to the Azerbaijan embassy to watch the Europa League final. They had an invite today. I think they're going to take him up on it. Uh, I listened to the 1981 uh, replay, Spurs versus City. I was at periscope depth on a nuclear submarine, says Robert. That's pretty good, isn't That's it? That's cool, yeah, yeah. On the radio, though, not the TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't have, they didn't have the internet in 1981. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could have had a big aerial, nice long aerial, <laughs> well, four fathoms of the aerial. <laughs> he said he periscope depth. He wasn't that. He possibly could have got a bit of a dodgy yeah. picture in Herb Motti's commentary. That's true. 
I had to watch the 2014 FA Cup final, Hull versus Arsenal at home. This might not uh, seem odd, but I uh, should have been there. My, my alternator packed up on my car 30 miles into the journey. I'll probably never see Hull in an FA Cup final oh. again in my lifetime. That's quite sad. That's quite Phil. sad. Keep dreaming it could happen. You never know. And I watched the 1982 World Cup final in Lebanon with rockets going off uh, over my head, says Lively. Anthony. That's a game you'll never forget for all sorts of reasons. So keep those coming. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Some of the weird and wonderful places like the Azerbaijan Embassy where you've taken in a game. How? Uh, how? How? I meant to say now, but I said how for some reason, like Jack Hargreaves. <laughs> how? Nice contemporary yes, thank you very yeah. much. Go on then. Yes. Following uh, President Putin's 8-0 ice hockey win last week, well done. Uh, Samoa's Prime Minister has qualified for his national archery team at the age of 74. That's impressive. Yeah, I he like must that. have a good eye. <laughs> so he, he was quite, he was quite the... decent. Was he really? Uh, well, when he was younger, yeah. yeah. Uh, he last fired an arrow competitively when the games were held in Samoa 12 years ago and he won a silver medal so he's oh, so going to be pretty decent yeah then. yeah he's confident of winning gold this time urging his teammates to perfect our teammates <laughs> his teammates to let him win <laughs> yeah, well basically yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what he's urging his teammates probably the idea did you see the uh, the London Marathon is so massively oversubscribed it's incredible the number of people that have actually um Subscribe to here we are. I've yeah. just got it here. It is ooh. Uh, is it about four hundred and seventy thousand? Something people? like that. Yeah. Well, I can't find so here. It is one in ten are going to get four hundred and fifty-seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-one people have applied to run in next year's London Marathon. Yeah. Only one in ten will get a place. Why? I don't mean this facetiously, but why don't they run two races? Why don't they have a spring marathon and an autumn marathon? How much money they'd raise? You're clearly not one of the organisers. It's a huge undertaking, isn't it, really? And I if you start having yeah. more than one, just to accommodate might, might everybody. Might dilute it, I suppose. Yeah. No, I think, still, I think it's just a shame people can't take stick, part. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would like to go and see the Champions League, so why don't they have one, say, at Wembley? <laughs> Have it over two yeah, legs. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. You know, somewhere like Villa Park, which is equidistant, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but that has to be a one-off. You know, I suppose they, well, that does too, really. I don't know what I'm talking about here, really. I haven't thought this through no, you hadn't whatsoever. Thought, clearly hadn't thought it through, Andy. No. And um, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, this week's sign of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Children now, I don't know if this is to do with line of duty, but children are now using burner phones to avoid parental supervision. Really? So if, you, if your kids, parents say to you, or you say to your children, you, that's it. You're not using your mobile phone. You've got to leave it here. You've got to give it to us. We've got to lock it up for the evening. Yeah. They go and get another phone so they can stay. That's how addicted they are to being on the phone. It's really? Incredible. So they've got to get a smartphone. I don't know why I'm sm- talking. I'm addicted to being on the phone as well. <laughs> You're on the phone all the time. I am on the phone. You all never the time. had that parenting issue, did you? You never no, had to I deal never, with no, that. No, we didn't. When your kids were young, there were no such thing as uh, mobile phones. <laughs> yeah, you never had to say, you <laughs> all know, the I steam want engines. give me that baked bean tin on a piece of string. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. You're not going to talk to your mate down the road. Sad news about Jake Black, the lead singer of Alabama 3 and co-writer of, I think, one of the best TV theme tunes of all time, The Sopranos. Yeah. He died yesterday, very sad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a brilliant piece of music. I was listening to it this morning. And, Certainly. Uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, what else have we got? Sherpa, Mountaineer, Cami Rita, uh, 49, scaled Mount Everest twice in a week. It's not a bad effort, that, isn't it? It's decent, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's got, he, he's got so much charisma. You must have seen Rita's aura. Yeah. Come on. Blimey. I wonder why you brought him up. Well, he is a Sherpa. And he did he did do something quite amazing. But Gareth Bale has complained about... Honestly, I'm not sure. It's a bit out of context. And I need to see the whole film. And I know it's Michael Calvin's film. But this is the quote. Um, you become an athlete in a team. You don't get to choose your schedule. We're just robots. And with the pressures, it loses that childlike feeling. 
you know, you don't childlike feelings. What I'm saying there, if you're getting 600 grand a week, not many children get 600 grand a week for playing football. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, you can't have it both ways. I'm, I'm not, but I'd need to see the whole thing. But so what's the, in, out of context, it sounds bad that, you know, most people would be happy to be told what to do and where to go for that sort of money. So he's hankling, hankering for simpler times. Football's not the same when it becomes well, big feels, business. Well, you know, yeah, he feels he's lost that sort of feeling he had as a child of, the joy of playing football. Well, you can understand that, can't well, you? Yeah, but you know that's. I mean, that's basically, what being a professional is. You know, when you're sitting on the bench every week and you want to play football, and the manager's ignoring you, and the crowd are booing you. I, 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 yeah. You're probably not massively enjoying your football, are you? Really? Probably not. But you can always got the option to move. Yeah. For you're all right, possibly less money, but you know, you if you want to play, and you well, want to play, you need players. If you want to play in a joy-like, childish yeah. feeling, then you know, leave. It's that thing, isn't it, of players always saying, look, I, I just, I, I felt like I had to go, I just needed a challenge. And someone will go to Swansea then. That's true. We always say to Pep. <laughs> well, you see that um, we were talking to Danny Cowley at the end of the season and, and we kind of brought up the idea he is a man in demand and he said how much he was loving his job. But they're talk- he's, he's been mentioned uh, in relation to West Brom. Uh, and he, you know, you do mm. feel that you know he's he's going to get his chance, isn't he? Uh, Danny yeah. Cowley done fantastic. Oh yeah, well oh, he'd brother. be tremendous. That's an interesting dilemma for West Brom. I mean, do you go for a bloke like Chris Hewton who's got a fantastic record of getting teams promoted and he's got a wonderful managerial record in general, or do you go with somebody like Danny Cowley who looks like a brilliant prospect? Yeah, and, and with respect to Lincoln, probably one day will move on unless he. Well, I got the sense with him that he wants to progress with Lincoln. So, you know, he wants it's difficult though, isn't it, when you've been offered a club like that? I suppose that, so. That yeah, but they're, only one, they're only one league behind them at the moment. I don't yeah. know. You know, it's it's a, a dilemma for him, but a nice dilemma to have. Yeah. Uh, today's oddly named races are the four forty five at Yarmouth, the Norwich Office Furniture Handicap. <laughs> That's a corker of a race, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of a race. And the 8.55 at uh, Kempton tonight, the Tony Sheedy is getting married handicap. <laughs> well done, Tony. <laughs> What's the going rate? If you know how much it costs to have a race uh, sort of named in your honour, I'm just interested to know... Well, the, the prize mm. money for the Tony Sheedy is getting married handicap yeah. is 3752 I don't know if Tony had to stump that money up himself. Uh, Norwich office furniture handicap, 5531 Okay. So I'd imagine I the, the organisers... That's not the way it works. I don't think you've well, actually got to come up with all the prize money, have I you? I bet you have. You I think you have? Well, I'd imagine so. Wouldn't well, look, we need someone in racing that's circles. That's true. Somebody who knows what they're talking about is going to have to tell us. In or the meantime, Rupert Bell. Or Rupert... Yeah, or Rupert harsh. Bell. That is harsh. Very harsh. Yeah, Rupert, let's get, we'll find out. Let's get Rupert on. I watched the England versus Brazil <laughs> World Cup game idea. in the British yeah. Embassy in Libya. Mm. says James, uh, was with the GB University uh, squad playing out there, the only place in the country where we could have a sausage and a beer. That's interesting. I think that's how they build themselves. Mm. I watched Manchester United versus City in Tunisia when City won 6-1. I left at four. Uh, Walked through the market where the locals told me it was five. Went to bed, saw it was six, uh, says Paul. And I was in Vegas for the 2018 Cheltenham Festival. No way I'm watching the racing out there. So I FaceTimed my brother and watched it that way. <laughs> Grace, <laughs> that's a from, good way to From Vegas. I'm surprised. Sam, that's that, one. Thank you, Sam. That seems odd in Vegas, the betting capital of the states. Yeah, but they're not, they're not interested in, you know, Albert oh, geez, Bartlett, are they? Not Vegas. really. And also the one thirty mm. is about, you know, five, what is it, in the morning? It's very early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, Vegas, yeah. So behind. Yeah, I can understand yeah, why. So. It, it probably wouldn't have been on mainstream TV or on the big screens in the old sort of sports well, book area. It was a big event. But keep those coming then. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to uh, TS. H&J, if you had a name race... Uh, sorry, a race. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't say this. If you had a race named in your honour, 
let Sorry. us know this afternoon and how much did it set you back? We're interested to know. Or yeah. you can you get a and chance to, to name a race. Give us a, the, what you'd call your own race. Or probably your own name, I'd imagine. Are you going to pay for it then, Andy? Well, I might if I like the sound of it. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> and it turns out not to be that expensive. What about a dog race? You can, a dog race won't cost you much. No, that's true. Okay, let's see if Andy will stop. I want up. the two from three from four with six back in fifth. <laughs> Handicap. <laughs> Handicap chase, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Tim Vickery's over in the UK and he always comes in to see us, so we're delighted to have him in the flesh. Hi, Tim. Yeah, Good delight, to see delighted to be here and we've uh, we've just been reminiscing on your bald mate. Yeah. Who uh, is, is a huge Tottenham fan. He is. Who, and his defining characteristic, if I remember rightly, about your bald mate is, we're all doomed, we're all doomed. It's a kind of North, North London version of, of Private Fraser. Yeah. What on earth is he thinking before, <laughs> he's, the, before he's, the Champions he's, League? He's one of two bald mates. He's the shorter of the two bald mates. But the trouble is, what, what, what none of us are happy about at the moment is that he's walking around saying... I quite fancy a single. Oh, no, oh yeah. no. He's suddenly become very positive. So with that, that basically that'll, Liverpool. That'll change on the day. Sort that you top bus The nearer you get to the kickoff, that'll yeah. change. Oh I, oh, I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Be, I've got a bad yeah. feeling. We'll be playing Marlow in the FA Cup with 3 0 <laughs> up at half time. Oh, they could get back into this. But now suddenly he gets to the Champions League final. He's relentlessly positive. Is, is, is we we don't going? like it. He is going. He's a jinx. He is. He's going with us. Nobble him. Nobble him before he gets there. Yeah. So, um, let's. We, last night Andy and I went and saw uh, Diego Maradona, a new documentary by the, the, the guys that gave us um, uh, Amy and Senna. It's very good. It focuses predominantly on that period when he was at Napoli and, of course, in that within that period was the 86 and 90 World Cup. So you, you had a chat with Asif Kapadi, didn't you? The, I did, yeah. The, uh, when they were working on it. Yeah, he, 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 uh, he phoned me up and we had a chat a couple of years ago. It's, it's, you just reminded me of this. It's, it's in my mind around the time that Erin Dawes was starting her salon that cost me so much money. So, uh, <laughs> so happy <laughs> memories. Some of the associations happy are not memories. as great as they, as, as they could be. Um, but yeah, we had, we, had, we had a really good chat and I could see that something interesting was going to come out of it. Mm. You can't fail with a documentary about Diego Maradona, can you? Yeah. I mean, 
there's such an obvious comparison between him and Pele in this in this sense. You know, the, Pele's career is the classic hero in three acts. The hero emerges, act one. The hero is challenged by injuries and so on in Act 2. The hero thinks he might not play any more World Cups. And in Act 3, the hero triumphantly returns to bookend his international career with the 1970 World Cup. Mm. It's such a conventional... You know, it, you know it's, it's, a, it's a film script. Yeah. Maradona's career is just all over the place. It's as mazy as one of his dribbles. Mm. Uh, and the, the time at Napoli, I think, has all of that. The film yeah. stresses, and I think this is true, you, you end up having a bit more sympathy than you did if you only view him through the hand of God prism. How can you, not, how can you not have sympathy for him? Well, I just want to make the point that they, they talk about the fact that there are two Maradona. There's Diego, the original kid, and the yeah. person inside, and, and quite a bright sort of fella. It, it, it shades and of Maradona. Gaz, it shades of Gazza yes. and Paul Gascoigne, isn't it? It's the same thing, you know, this kind of creation, the, the expectation of you being this person and then what you really are as a, as a human being. And I, I, my view on this is that the 86 World Cup almost killed him because that's the moment, and especially the game against England, even more than the final, the game against England is the moment when he stops being a normal person and he starts becoming a god. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, it's the it's the fact that it was against England, which is, it's much much bigger than the Falklands. It is that historic relationship where Argentina is effectively a part of the the, of the British Empire. It's an informal part of the British Empire. So the the British are always there's a love hate relationship, and it's always the thing that they're measuring themselves against. And the way that he scored those two goals is against England is living out an Argentine fantasy mm. because your first fantasy if if you're on the wrong end of the colonial power and Argent, the Argentines were the first defense mechanism is well they've got the power but we're smarter than them really so you know while while they're strutting around you know we're running rings around them and getting away with punching the ball in the, in the back of the net is just that yeah and then the second goal is well we're better than them anyway you know so he 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 lives out an argentine fantasy on the football field and it's the time when he becomes a god i saw an article written about him years ago and it quoted uh, unfortunately he's no longer with us but roberto perfumo who was uh, Defender in the '74 World Cup, one of the great intellectuals of Argentine football, and he's, he he re, he reminds that, that the Roman emperors, as they paraded through through Rome, they had a slave behind them whispering in their in their ear, you know, remember you're only a mortal, remember. And Argentine society attended to do exactly the opposite to to Diego yeah. Maradona with disastrous uh, results. But the the, the reason yeah, but I, this I, happened in Naples too. It yeah, wasn't definitely. just the World Cup. No. It, you know, the, here he goes to a t- team that's well, not won forever. You know, and then they win Scudetto. They win the, two titles, yeah, and then they win the second title. They win the second title after the chairman won't let him go, and well, the chairman should have let him go at that point. Yeah. Where could he have been more at home? And my line on Argentina is it's like a third world Italy. And Naples is like a third world Italy anyway. Mm. So it, it's where he was totally at, uh, at home, again to his, to his long-term detriment because he was allowed to, to get away with too much. But just on the thing of having sympathy for him, I don't think people really remember how violent the game was then. Oh, yeah. No, the, well, that the, comes across oh, in the that film. really Sorry. comes across. Yeah. The, 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 the crackdown on the tackle from behind came... Going into the 1994 World Cup, by which time it's kind of too late for him, really. Mm. But there, every time he took the field, he didn't know if he was going to going to be leaving in an ambulance. And people were trying to kill him on the football. They field. show the guy could chair. The guy could chair thing is yeah, just tackle. Is I mean, just these horrendous. days it wouldn't be a red card; it'd be a jail sentence. Yeah, yeah, it would. And it's what he had to put up with 
every time he played. There's a lovely stat that that, that I think uh, sheds some light on this. I got this from the, the fellow who uh, used to be the, the physical trainer to the Brazil side. Between nine, between the mid seventies and the mid nineties, the amount of ground that footballers were covering on the field doubled. From about 5,000 metres to 10,000 metres. So in that time, which is the time of Maradona's career, there's less, less space on the field. The game is, is, bec- is becoming more athletic without protection, increased protection for the players, which comes in around 1994. Yeah. So Maradona is playing at the time. And in comparison with Pelé's, Pelé's era, and Pelé, people were trying to cripple Pelé every time he played as well. But Maradona did it at a time of more physical intensity on the mm. field. And I think people forget that. And obviously that is going to make you a little bit cynical. If people are trying to kick you and break your leg when every time you take the field, you're going to become cynical. I think, I think, and even in that, and I love that England side, and especially the, the 1990 side, but I love the 86 side. But let's remember that off the ball, Terry Fennick elbowed him in the face. Yeah, you know? we saw that they last show night. You that twice. There's two or three pretty two agricultural really tackles from Terry Fennick But to, him, yeah. to knock Italy out in 1990 in Naples with that penalty, that did him. That did for him. After that, they hated him. And that was it for him in, in Italy. And, you know, it, it was difficult. I mean, well, the, the pressure to... the pressure of playing. I mean, yeah. I know Bocca is mad, but I'd, I'd say Napoli is yeah. worse. Yeah. I mean, the the, the fans. Because it's mean, an entire city. Crazy. It's not just one part of the city like no. Bocca, is it? it you, you're, it's not only an entire city, it's an entire region. You know, you're standing up for the south. Uh, and that's the card that Maradona tried to play in that mm. World Cup. Yeah. He was trying to say, you know, Naples, they don't tr- treat us like proper Italians. We are third world Italy. So he tried to play that, but he was messing with some dangerous forces. Wasn't yeah. People it's, compare him to Messi, don't they? But uh, we yeah. we both felt that, you know, this, Messi doesn't have to deal with anything like no. what he has to deal with, either on the field or off the field. Yeah. And in the end, Maradona won the World Cup with the whole country on his back, and Messi didn't. Yeah. Yeah, although... One more, one more. What, let's go around again. We now know that Messi is on for another cycle. One last bid. You know, there's a Copa America this year, a Copa America next year on home soil, and where the story will end the World Cup in 2022. So there's there's one last cycle for Messi to win a senior title with Argentina. Yeah, um, Asif Kapadi, the uh, director of the film, will be joining us in the studio in a couple of weeks when the film comes out. I really recommend it. It's uh, it's it's excellent, isn't it? Excellent. I mean, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You've been telling us this afternoon some of the weird and wonderful places you've taken in the game on the box because Jim White, uh, Bob Mills and Simon Jordan could be off to the Azerbaijan Embassy. They've had an invite. Um, yeah. I don't mean Bob knows yet. They've had an invite from the ambassador who was on a little bit earlier on with Jim. And uh, I think... Because they took Perry Groves. Yeah, it would be great. An Arsenal loss. That's right. Perry <laughs> wanders in with his six-pack of, uh, yeah, the way he does. Uh, the way he does when he plays cricket. Um this comes Not from, that type of six-pack. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bob in the Hamstead says, uh, I watched the 1970 World Cup quarterfinal versus West Germany in the pavilion at Chelmsford with the whole of the Lancashire cricket team. With the exception of Clive Lloyd, who wasn't uh, particularly happy that their departure was delayed due to football. Um, I once watched Manchester United versus Everton, that must have been the cup final, on my phone whilst an A&E wired to an ECG with a suspected heart attack. I'm sure that's from David. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, the doctor would have thought it was a good idea <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're a fan of either club. Um, I watched the Liverpool Champions League penalty win uh, against Inter in a taxi-ranked hut on a portable TV in Crete, says uh, Mick. These are all good ones. Mm. 
And I watched the 2018 Champions League final winner, Madagascan Rainforest, in a hut with three men who didn't speak English. Didn't As understand, you do. Didn't understand a word they were saying, but I know they were supporting Madrid, says Rich from Sussex. So uh, thanks for all of those. Um, what else have we got? Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Robert says, Derby versus Leeds, the second playoff uh, game, in an Indian restaurant in Valencia on my mobile phone. Oh, really? Memories are made of this. I don't know which team you were supporting, Did you see Robert, uh, Leeds are not happy with Derby. They want the league to take action against them for some financial fair play uh, yeah, they're, transgressions. Yeah, it's a kind of transfer of the ownership of the ground they've mm. taken. Uh, I saw that Ramazani was kicking off. Really, it looks like he? they've been a bit bitter about the whole thing. So. Yeah, well, possibly. Mm. Do you have anything else while we await uh, oh. Julian? Uh, am, I, am I testing am I testing squash tournament power? in Spain was it? Oh, did you see this? No, what happened? Um... Well, basically, uh, it was a men, male and female tournament, a men's championship. The uh, they all got a standard trophies. Uh, this was in Spain, northern Spain. Yeah. But the women's uh, tournament were given. Actually, I can't even say what they were given. But one was electric foot file, two body hair removal kits. <laughs> And something a bit more, something a bit more personal for really? women. Yes. Something so if you've got some sort of back trouble, yeah. something that you'd have if you had yes. a, a bit of a shoulder injury. <laughs> that's right. So, you get the idea. Appalling. So the, oh, absolutely. So, so the appalling. men got a trophy and the women got various electrical. Who thought items. that was a good idea? Yeah. Oh, they'll be happy with that. Winner Elizabeth uh, Sado, I think. I don't know Elizabeth who she is. Sado. <laughs> that's her name. You just make, okay. <laughs> I'm sure she's quite happy. I'm sure she is. Said, yeah. We were surprised, very shocked. We think it's very sexist. You're right, yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, I think you're it not is. wrong, Elizabeth, yeah. No wonder you're saddo. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Mark, as we said, Michael Calvin's new documentary, State of Play, is on, the, mm. uh, the, on BT next week. And he's had a chat with Emma Hayes, the Chelsea uh, coach, within mm. that. And she said some very interesting stuff has been picked up by the press today. Talking about uh, men's and women's football, I hasn't I, I guessed it if, a, if a, a male coach had said this. Uh, many women footballers might be up in arms. But the mm. fact that it comes from uh, Emma and her standing in the game, it, I thought it was interesting. Th- this is the quote. Um, said if I took a male player and a female player and asked them to run 10 yards uh, more often than not uh, uh, though that's changing the male player would get there quicker than a female player uh, if the same male player and female player were in standing positions and both jump, the range for a male is going to be greater than that of a woman. So you think, where's the relevance? Well, first, it would be in goal. Okay, sorry, in goalkeeping, for example, there is often a criticism about goalkeeping in the women's game, and I would argue that the goal is just a little bit too big. If it was built around our physical differences, uh, then we would be talking about great goalkeepers as opposed to exposing them. Rather than mirror everything we take from the men's game, we have to adapt to our own sport and our own physical expectations as well as the tactical implications. So basically saying maybe tailor possibly the size of the pitches, the size of the goals, just slightly, just incrementally for the women's game to mm. let, make it a sort of standalone game within its own right from that perspective which I thought was pretty bold, well, it's thing, a to bold say. thing to say in cricket women's cricket uh, the field has smaller dimensions the boundaries must be between 55 and 70 as opposed to 65 yeah. to 90 and and it makes it for a better game because you hit, you see women hitting sixes which they wouldn't be able to do if they played on that you know it's just a matter of power really yeah you know so and that's true because you're right often people you do when people talk about women's football they say you know i mean that, this is changing as well but there was a period they say yeah the outfield but it's the goalkeeping situation that's difficult so mm. interesting someone who's standing in the game like emma Hayes to say 
goals are maybe a bit big. The problem you've got then is mm. that so many of the facilities being used in women's football, uh, generally at the lower level, uh, obviously they can just jump in and use existing men's yeah, facilities. If you're making pitches smaller and you're making goals smaller... Um, same in schools, you'd have to have different sizes. And the cost implication could be the difference between though. playing and not. But, I mean, at the top level, and I'm not sure how women mm. players would feel about that. There might be a lot of players that oh, play at Chelsea probably, that don't yeah, agree with that. Yeah, would be happy about it, yeah. yeah but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was very yeah, interesting. Was interesting yeah. So, anyway, uh, a number of uh, very interesting things. You've seen some other bits of Mike's documentary, haven't you? Um, and um, it, it looks really, really good. Good. So... Yes, um, there's a jousting weekend in Scotland this weekend, and uh, you know where basically you can get on horseback and it's you know have a go at it. So I came to this like you're going up to Scotland. To no, get I'm on not horseback. going. But there's oh, okay. a jousting weekend. I really, really a jousting know. weekend. Jousting weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, at uh, Scotland's oldest inhabited house. Yeah, um, and it says. Uh, <laughs> That's what he says here. I'm I know, I'm not, no, I think it's good. Not, I like it. I just like the idea of you <laughs> jousting. I, I jousting. can just see you. The, the suit of armour is just about two sizes too big. It looked fantastic. All, I've never been on a horse. So that obviously would be quite limiting for I the think, joust. Oh, look, if you're going to get on a horse, make it the, make the first time when someone's running at you with a massive stick at speed. <laughs> yeah, metal. That's what I said. Yeah. This is it. Children can join an army to fight them. With soft swords only. I was thinking, yeah, okay, well, really? Yeah, they're not going, they're not going in tall, are they? The idea with it, no, yeah. no, definitely not. So can I get you, if I can get you sorted out, Andy, will you give jousting a try? <laughs> no. For the for the sake of talk sport and record it. Would you do that for no. us? No. Okay, fair enough. No sense of adventure, no, no. mate. What can you you do? may have gathered by now, as we're talking about jousting in Scotland, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Julian Laurent is not going to be no. joining us. Um, because, uh, yeah, we had a few issues with his line. But uh, safe to say, I'm sure Sam and Danny will be chatting about David De Gea because reports today suggest that he's not going to extend his contract and they may have to cash in now rather than let it run mm. down. So, and PSG are very much in the frame. And do you remember yesterday we spoke to Mike Hancock, age 70, oldest man on oldest pitch? Yeah, played in one of the oldest pitches in the country, good, yeah. Good man. But basically, he's, he's in the youth team compared to Les Brooks. Yeah. Footy mad Les Brooks, 80, has just retired from his weekly five-a-side game in Newcastle oh, in Staffordshire. I can't imagine playing uh, 80. 80. That is incredible. Well, you might be. We'll leave it there, then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. There we are. That's this afternoon's show. We do recommend that uh, Maradona film. It's out next month, and the director will be popping in to see us as well. But we're back tomorrow. Lewis Capaldi joins us, uh, mm-hmm. singing Superstar. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, So uh, until then, thanks for downloading us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.